Hello, welcome to Hope Stream FM Weekly Bible Study Review. My name is Pastor Solomon Odeyebuchi O'Connor. The topic of this week's lesson is the seal of God versus Mark of the Beast, Part One. The key text is Revelation seven, verses two to three. Then I saw another angel ascending from the east, having the seal of the living God. And he cried with a loud voice to the four angels to whom it was granted to harm the earth and the sea, saying, Do not harm the earth, the sea, or the trees, till we have sealed the servants of our God on their foreheads. Let us pray. Almighty Father, the owner and sustainer of all things, he who alone deserves our worship, hallowed be your name. We're here again to study your word. Father, I pray that you grant us the Holy Spirit to guide us as we study. Speak to our hearts again and seal our hearts with love and willingness to worship you. Bless us today with your word. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. As we study the Bible, we see that there is a significant difference between how God operates and how Satan operates. We have seen in our previous lesson that the central issues in the great controversy between Christ and Satan are loyalty, authority, and worship. All the prophecies that describe the beast present him as usurping God's power and authority. Revelation 13, Daniel 7, 2 Thessalonians 2. These tests also talk about the beast as introducing a counterfeit system of worship through the use of force, coercion, and at times bribe and rewards, all in order to compel us to worship him. In contrast to the forceful method of Satan, Love is a great motivating force of the kingdom of God. In response to God's love, therefore, God's people should find joy and delight in worshipping him who created all things, rather than worshipping the beast and receiving his mark. The only sure weapon against receiving the mark of the beast is to develop deep and unbreakable love for God that cannot be thwarted by any power. This week's lesson will explore the marks of God and the beast and their significance for your future. Steadfast endurance. The core message of the book of Revelation 14 is worship. In the first angel's message in Revelation 14 verse 7, God calls all people to worship him as a creator. Then in Revelation 14 verse 8, he warns people about Babylon, a false religious system which roots goes back to ancient Babylon. This is the second angel's message core content. As we progress in Revelation 14, 9 to 10, the third angel warns against worshiping the beast and declares with a loud voice, if anyone worships a beast in his image and receives his mark on his forehead, on his hand, 
he himself shall also drink of the wine of the wrath of God. To worship the Creator as Revelation 14 verse 7 suggests stands in direct opposition to worshiping the beasts, as we find in Revelation 14 verse 9. But despite the threats of the beast power of the book of Revelation, in the last days God would have a people who, by His grace, will against all odds remain steadfast in worshiping Him. They will choose to keep the commandments of God and have the faith of Jesus. Revelation 14 verse 12 as studied in our previous lessons, the final conflict over allegiance to Christ or allegiance to the beast's power will revolve around worship. And at the heart of this great controversy between good and evil is going to be the Sabbath. The committed followers of the Savior not only will have faith in Jesus, but also will remain faithful even unto death as Jesus did. Pause for a moment and just think. Will you be among the faithful ones or will you pitch your tent with Satan? The Cosmic Struggle Matthew 27 verses 45 to 46 Now from the sixth hour until the ninth hour there was darkness over all the land. And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice, saying, Eli, Eli, a mass about me. That is, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? On the cross of Calvary, Jesus bore our guilt, shame, and condemnation. The darkness of our sinful world seemed to have overwhelmed him for a moment. But thanks be to God that he never gave up the mission of redeeming our lost world. Instead, he depended on his father's love and on the relationship that he had had with his father from the beginning. Through a life of complete dependence upon the father, even in good times, Jesus prepared himself for the worst time which he met on the cross. Jesus experienced the darkest of darkness, forsaken on the cross and drained physically and emotionally, lamented while on the cross. But Ellen G. White wrote in Christ Triumphant, page 277, that by faith Christ became a victor. What a lesson about total dependence and faith in God. The faith of Jesus is a faith so deep so trusting, so committed, that all the demons and the cosmos and all the trials on earth cannot shake it. But faith is not something that happens by accident. God's people must learn to live by faith day by day now. In good times, in bad times, when it feels good, when it feels bad, when it feels close, and when it seems far, it doesn't matter, but God's people must learn to live by faith day by day. As Paul writes in Galatians 3 verse 11, the just shall live by faith. The time for preparation for the great trouble and the terrible times ahead, when our faith in God will be tried, is now, and each one of us 
must seek to be victorious through Christ. The ungodly chain. John 16 verse 2. They will put you out of the synagogues. Yes, the time is coming that whosoever kills you will think that he offers God service. Prophecy reveals that a time is coming when there will be so much religious intolerance against those who fear God and keep his commandments. The economy of God's people will be affected and they will be so persecuted that some of them will even die. This is frightening to hear, but for God's true servants, this is more of a message of encouragement and hope than of a message of discouragement. Because God has promised to sustain his children who keep his commandments and have the faith of Jesus even during the worst of times. Among those commandments, of, of course, is a fourth commandment, the Sabbath commandment, which says that we should remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. God's people have experienced religious persecution from the days of Cain through the first century AD to the time of the Reformation up till date. The Bible reveals that persecution will happen again just close to the end of Earth's history. What steps are you taking to prepare for what is coming? Those who follow the Lamb. Revelation 13 verse 2 Now the beast which I saw was like a leopard. His feet were like the feet of a bear, and his mouth like the mouth of a lion. The dragon gave his power, his throne, and great authority to him. Revelation 13 hints that the first beast power receives the power, the seat, and the great authority from the dragon. But Revelation 12 verse 9 Revelation 20 verse 2 identify the dragon as Satan. For centuries, Satan has cunningly walked through earthly powers to achieve his mission of destroying humanity. Revelation 12 5 says this dragon, the devil, attempted to destroy Jesus, who is referred to in Revelation 12 5 as the baby or the male child as soon as he was born but God miraculously saved Jesus Satan walked through Herod and Imperial Rome to destroy Jesus this mission of destroying Jesus the Roman governor Pilate finally accomplished when he condemned Christ to the cross of Calvary to die when Jesus died, Satan and his host of angels rejoiced, thinking they had aborted the plan of God. But praise be to God that Jesus accompanied his mission, even through that satanic plot. The dragon primarily represents Satan, but in a secondary sense, the dragon represents the Roman Empire. The XDA Bible Commentary, Volume 7, page 817, clearly states, that the power succeeding the Roman Empire, which receives from the dragon his power, his seat, and great authority, is Papal Rome. And historian A.C. Flick further explains in his book, The Rise of the Medieval Church, 
page 150, that out of the ruins of political Rome arose the great moral empire and the giant form of the church, which all the world is following to break God's commandments, especially the Sabbath commandment. But in contrast to all the world who follows the beast, God will have a people who will follow the Lamb instead. As always, you will either be for God, for Jesus the Lamb, or you will be for Satan. Which side will you be? Jesus our Mediator The beast of Revelation arose out of pagan Roman Empire and transformed into the church and crew to become a, a worldwide system of worship. According to Revelation chapter 13, verse 5, it became a blasphemous power, claiming to be equal with God and assuming the privileges and prerogatives of God, who alone became our mediator through Jesus Christ. 1 Timothy 2, verse 5. In contrast to the teachings of the Bible, this power which is arising in a form of a church, which has already arisen in the form of a church, which teaches that a priest is the mediator between God and sinful humanity, is going to boost itself. But the Bible teaches clearly that God is going to be victorious in the end. This power has continued to teach that a priest himself who is a sinful man who ordinarily also needs a mediator, is the mediator himself. The system believes that the priest is of so great dignity, so exalted that he is not a mere man, but as it were, God on it. What a deceit, what a great need to be very watchful. In conclusion, Christ is our only mediator. Any other impostor, from the church or from any other place is the antichrist be watchful please pray with me dear lord jesus teach us how to remain steadfast to the end dear father help us to learn to be steadfast now to learn to obey you now to learn to hold onto you now so that in the end we will be victorious in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. For questions, contributions, and prayers, please reach out to me on WhatsApp on plus 234-903-789-1680. God bless you.